Hi everyone, my name is Tanya Downs and I'd like to welcome you to my podcast, Navigating Life as a Plus Size Woman. If you've ever referred to yourself or been referred to as the fat friend, or if you've ever felt that your body and your shape has spoken more for you than your ability and what you are able to do, then this may be the podcast for you. Although I'm talking from the standpoint of being a plus size woman this is for anyone who's ever felt victimized by the size and shape of their body first of all i'd like to say that i actually take issue with the term plus sized i have been plus sized pretty much for as long as i can remember why don't i like that term plus size makes it sound like i am more than what is necessary I am more than what is needed. For some reason, the fact that there is more of me than there is of someone else actually makes me less than. In my research leading up to this podcast, I found that the actual average size of a North American woman is a 14 to 16, putting me very firmly in the average range. Despite what Hollywood and the fashion industry wants us to believe size zero uh, to size four isn't the be-all and end-all. There is a wide range of body shapes, types, sizes, and anything else you can think of. Why we have to label some of us plus size is beyond me. Why we have to have the negative connotation with the term plus size is what really annoys me. You may be able to tell that from my voice. (laughs) Uh, Just so you know, this is a totally unscripted podcast. I've given myself some bullet points to talk about. So if I go off on a rant, I apologize. If I go off on a tangent, I apologize. Uh, Plus size people, it's not just women. I know we get it more, but I know uh, the dad bod movement is... uh, speaking out to the fact that men kind of go through the same thing is it's the only still socially acceptable form of shaming uh you can still call someone out for being fat even though we aren't fat we have fat we need fat to survive okay some of us have a bit extra but why does that mean we get to be the butt of a joke why is it that no matter how we try to improve ourselves we are still ridiculed for it. A plus-sized woman sitting in a restaurant eating a salad, people are like, I bet she goes home and eats a burger afterwards. Plus-sized woman in a gym, she'll probably break the treadmill. So you don't like it when we try and improve ourselves, but you don't like it that we're fat and plus-sized to begin with. So it feels like a no-win situation. Like I said, I've been plus size for as long as I can remember. But the first time I actually noticed that my body spoke more than my abilities or my knowledge or anything else was when I was just 13. I was an avid dancer growing up, dance classes three times a week. It's what I wanted to be when I grew up. I wanted to be a dancer, wanted to be on stage, West End, Broadway, whatever. Singing, dancing, acting, that was my jam. It's what I did. Even when I wasn't in dance class, you'd find me dancing. I was also very active. I would 
If I wasn't dancing, I would be outside, I'd be on my bike, I'd be roller skating, I'd be trying to learn a pogo stick, those stupid pogo ball things, you know, that look like the UFOs. We used to have competitions, how far could you bounce before you fell off? Um, so always on the go. Sports teams for school, uh, field hockey, as you would call it over here, just plain old hockey in England, basketball, netball, uh, whatever I could get my hands on. Wasn't very good at track and field, but I'd try everything anyway. But my body never reflected that. I've always had what I refer to as my shelf belly, an extra ring of fat just above my belly button that when it's getting bigger, means my belly button disappears and looks like a frowny face. And my belly basically looks like it's in two parts. Never thought much of it. It was easy to describe where pain was. If I ever had a stomach ache, I would say top belly or bottom belly because of that dividing line. But anyhow, uh, back to my first audition for a part when I was 13. On stage, under stage lights, wearing my dance troops uh, uniform, which at that time was a red leotard and black lycra tights, very fetching. Did the audition and I knew I was just as talented, just as able and just as dedicated, if not more so, than everyone else on that stage with me and anyone else who was going to grace that stage before or after me. I didn't even get asked to get go on to round two. I was confused and then my dance teacher pulled me to one side. She let me know that because of the way the stage lights hit the red leotard, all you could see was this big fat belly. That's all everyone was focused on. And as a result of that, our uniform got changed once the time you hit 12 you changed out of your red leotard to a black one. So the stage lights were more flattering if you didn't have a typical dancer's body like myself. That was a huge revelation for me at 13, realizing that all my talent, abilities and dedication meant nothing if my body couldn't live up to what my mind could do. If I didn't look like a stereotypical dancer, that wasn't going to be in the cards for me. And that started a slow downward spiral of complete self-doubt. That started me trying to cover up my belly, of being ashamed of my belly, of being more worried about what my belly looked like than what my body could do. It didn't stop me dancing. I did carry on until I was 16, 17. But then my dance troupe kind of disbanded and I fell out of everything. By this time, I'd already gone through a summer school where I realized my ego no longer could compete with people, regardless of the fact that I was still more talented than some of them because my body image issues were well seated in the three years that had passed since the time of that audition and me finding out belly trumped ability. It wasn't until I was 22 that I was diagnosed with PCOS. If 
For those of you who don't know what that is, that's polycystic ovary syndrome. If you've ever watched My Big Fat Fabulous Life on TLC, I have the same uh, condition there as Whitney. No, I'm not over 300 pounds. No, like she does, I don't use it fully as the excuse for my weight. But it is the reason I carry the weight the way I do and the reason for my shelf belly. But at 22, being diagnosed with PCOS, and this is back in 2002, if you're doing the math, yes, I'm old. Uh, nothing was really known about it. It was just becoming a, a syndrome that doctors were becoming aware of. And all I was told with any certainty was I was infertile. As for the weight part, here's a list of some books. Go buy them, read up and see what you can do. That wasn't overly helpful, considering at this point, say I'm 22, at 13 I realised I needed to do something about my weight, and I had pretty much been on some form of diet from the age of 14, 15, and no matter what I did, I just kept gaining weight. Well, insulin resistance from the PCOS was the reason I had gained all the weight. Also the reason it was almost impossible to shift. So here I was, at a loss, not knowing what to do, and realising and kind of accepting my fate of I was just going to go through life as a plus-size woman. Again, like I said, I'm not blaming PCOS on why I am the way I am. I have continued to get bigger. I've had periods of getting smaller. Nothing lasted. Uh, normally because it was so extreme, you can't keep up with, with those regimes. Um, I never did anything as extreme as an 800-calorie diet, but I did try a 1,000-calorie diet, which when you're very active, doesn't take you very long to burn through. Uh, I've tried... Like I said, pretty much every diet under the sun uh, at one point or another. And just nothing was helping. So here I am and uh, I'm still on my journey. I'm still working out what works, what doesn't. I just turned 40 this year. Kind of at the point where I feel like saying, F the world and this is me and if you don't like me, don't look. Some days it's easier to say that than others. Other days, I wonder why I'm so crazy. I did have a moment uh, just this past week where I'd ordered some new leggings to go to the gym in. I put them on and they didn't fit the way I wanted to. In fact, I would go as far as saying they were too small. Before, that would have led to a complete breakdown I will preface this by saying I was battling anxiety and depression for a long time and not knowing about it, and I'm now medicated for it, and I'm doing much better. So that would have led to part of the meltdowns over a simple piece of clothing not fitting correctly. But before, even fairly recently, that would have led to me taking off the leggings, putting on something comfortable, and refusing to go to CrossFit. Yes, I'm an annoying crossfitter, but it's taken me this long to mention it, so I'm not that bad. 
uh, yeah, so what did I do? I looked in my drawer. I found a bigger pair of leggings. I threw them on and I went to CrossFit. I did my workout. I used the lightest weights in the class. I don't care. I got it done. And I'm improving and I'm getting stronger and I'm building the all-important calorie-burning muscle to try and improve myself for me. It's taken me a long time to realize that any of these improvements have to be for me. So hopefully this time it's going to stick. I have very supportive people around me, people who love me no matter what shape, size or color I happen to be. By color I should preface that with a hair color. I don't change skin color, although that would be kind of cool sometimes. You want to freak people out and just turn yourself blue like someone out of X-Men or Avatar. <laughs> So uh, I want the the takeaway from this, if you're listening, to be just be kind to people. Don't assume that fat person just needs to eat less and move more. You have no idea what they're struggling with. Uh, It may not be a medical issue, as in PCOS. It may be more of a mental issue. If you've ever watched my 600-pound life, you know most of those people have gone gone through trauma where they turn to food and that's the way of controlling the world around them um even with those uh naturally skinny people are they really or are they starving themselves to fit into that mold and try and be this ideal body shape and weight that quite frankly no one seems to know why it came into being Uh, Be part of the body positive movement. Body positive doesn't mean we are promoting obesity. It means promoting the body that you're in and loving it so that you can get to a point where you appreciate it and can do what's best for you. Well, I think I've talked for long enough now, so I will just say thank you for listening and maybe I'll do another one of these. Catch you next time.